Hello everyone, my name is Jen Torres and I am a God, and so are you. Like many of you, I was raised to believe that if I just prayed hard enough, God would save me. As it turns out, that was actually true. I saved me. At the age of 15, I became pregnant with a beautiful baby girl who dropped in just in time to save my miserable life. This was my first awakening. This podcast is about all of the words and listening to those words to begin to envision what is possible. Because sometimes, as individuals, we feel we need to know everything, have it all together, and be everything all of the time. But that's why we live in a world filled with other people. Each person holds a piece of the puzzle. It's about being open to new information, new ideas, and new perspectives. We're going to talk about all of the topics surrounding what it takes for you to step into your God Goddess. Journey with me as we uncover all things living self-actualized and in your inherent divine God state. This podcast is about doing whatever it takes to develop and nourish the God in you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another brand new episode of the She's a God podcast. My name is Jen Torres, and I am the host of this show and a human design reader. It is my honor to introduce you all to a great sister friend of mine. Her name is Helen Evitable, and she is an oracle priestess. She is amazing, and I cannot wait to dive into all of the beautiful things that she does. But a little bit about Helen. Like I mentioned, she is an oracle priestess and emissary of the Blue Lotus. She is in service of the Divine Mother and assists in activating the crystalline lotus codes to facilitate expansion of heart consciousness. Her business is called the Temple of the Blue Lotus, and she intends in her intention with the people that she works with is to support them on their spiritual path by offering cosmic information that leads to grounded real life effects. So let's dive in. So welcome to the show officially, Helen. I'm so excited to have you in this space. Oh, thank you, Jen. Thank you for uh, inviting me. And I'm so happy to be here. Yes, it's so good. I've known Helen for so long, years and years. We met in Egypt many moons ago on a priestess pilgrimage. And it was just so lovely to meet her there and still stay connected with her all of these years. And as you heard in the bio uh, to in- introduction to this podcast episode, Helen is an oracle priestess. So I would love to first and foremost, before we get into your story um, and how you started to get to do and what you do now, I would love for you to just explain to the people listening to this who maybe don't understand, um, what is an oracle priestess? Uh, Yes, what is an oracle priestess? Well, uh, first and foremost, a priestess. So I don't know, however you like to define that, I think everybody has a slightly definite, you know, different definition, but I think of it as, you know, spirit worker, female spirit worker, right? And really working with divine feminine the divine feminine. And as an oracle, I tap into divine Sophia 
consciousness, uh, divine Sophia wisdom, and bring that through. It's similar to channeling, but whereas I consider channeling like reaching out to different beings and that sort of thing, I'm really, I'm not doing that. I'm very clearly focused on uh, going straight to divine source with the help of my higher self. And I do work with guides and ancestors and animal totems, that sort of thing, to just sort of help me get the information clear, to really um, clearly translate the information that comes through and to hold the space for me as I do that. So I can bring through, you know, anything really. We can, whatever questions people might have, or just go in and, and discuss the subject or what it is perhaps even that I need to be doing that week. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, if somebody were to, cause I love, I love what you do and I, I totally get what you do, but what can someone expect? Like, let's say someone were to book a session with you. What would that look like? So I'm doing them on Zoom. So we'd meet up and basically take you through a process of grounding and protecting and centering. And then whatever questions, well, usually I come to the session, not usually, always come to the session prepared by tuning in beforehand, and getting information, you know, what might be going on for you in your field or what is present for you at the moment. And we'll start by discussing that so that I can kind of tune in like in that way without really knowing much about the person to begin with, which is really helpful to me because I feel like I'm getting a clearer picture, right? Without putting any of what it is I think I know about that person into it. Um, so we'll start start with that. And then from there, um, whatever questions they have come to to be reading with, we, we move into those and we'll discuss that. And sometimes there's energy work involved if... Um, Maybe they need some cord cutting or some contract burning or bringing in some sort of energy that they need really just depends on where the person is at in that present moment. That's so super cool. I love, I love this because it's like, we need that. We need to be able to tap in and connect with someone who's in this energy to be able to sometimes get back in connection with ourselves and dive deeper into our own energy and what it is that we're seeking the answers for, or maybe some, maybe some of us just need clarity on things. So I love this. How did you even start to do this? Uh, it's been a, it's been a process. <laughs> it's been a long process. I've always been interested in all things metaphysical and woo-woo and witches and tarot and all of that. I really started a long time ago, like in the early 2000s, um, doing reading tarot. And then I got my Reiki certification and I've been kind of playing in this area. Um, I've taken astrology courses so I've been playing in the woo for a while, but it was always like I had a hard time getting connection on a consistent basis. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like this consistent being able to tap into whatever it is that, you know, is out there. It's like it would come when it wants to come and then it would leave. Right. And I, I couldn't do it on demand. And that's because I started to go pretty deeply into mediumship and it would sometimes it would be so powerful and other times like nothing would come. But I've since realized like mediumship was not my calling. It's something that is 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 there, but it's not what I'm mainly meant to do. Um, and then just a few years ago, I started with Priestess of the Dove Oracle training. And that is the thing that really like kind of brought everything together and kind of set me off made made it all make sense you know everything that I've kind of been doing up until now kind of brought it all together for me 
And that's sort of like the story I feel is so true for so many, not only priestess, but like women that are walking this path is just that energy of sort of just feeling through the dark almost. It's it's kind of like, you know that you're gifted in these things. There's this like deep inner knowing, this remembrance of like, yeah, this is what I do. I This is definitely resonant for me. But then there's almost this weeding out process, how you were just describing with like mediumship and sort of, ah, oh, yeah, but that's not fully it. And I love that. I love that you just talked about that because I feel like so many people do that and then they give up because they're like, oh no, maybe this, maybe I'm not good enough for this. Or maybe I'm not really um, a divine channeler or an oracle priestess or maybe I'm not really a medium. So I love that you just said that because so many people kind of throw in the towel, I feel like too early when it's still like we're in this process of feeling it out. And we're in this process of like, hey, is this really working for me? Is this real for me? And it's just about not giving up and kind of keeping your eye on uh, on the prize, even though we can't see the prize (laughs) and kind of just like continuing to like, you know, walk the path and allow yourself to just unfold. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And what's interesting is then once it does kind of come come together, it's like you can look back and realize, oh, I needed to do this thing, not because that was the thing, but it taught me this. It taught, taught me this skill. I have fully felt that and totally resonate with that. Yeah, so good. It's important not to give up. People who listen are listening to this. Don't give up. If there's gifts that are unfolding, if there's, you know, something that's interesting to you, it's piquing you. Just like Helen, don't don't give up on it. Keep going and you'll find what works for you. Just like her navigating from, you know, mediumship to more deeper energy in the Oracle uh, priestess energy. So one thing I noticed right away by taking a peek at Helen's website is the fact that her business first and foremost is called the Temple of the Blue Lotus. And I met her in Egypt and also she offers Blue Lotus ceremony as well. So there's this energy of the Blue Lotus all around her. So I would just love for you to kind of share a little bit of knowledge with the listenership around the Blue Lotus and why that's sort of significant to you. Yeah, absolutely. The Blue Lotus. So our trip in Egypt, that really was like an initiatory trip. And like having that Blue Lotus ceremony on the Nile was like, words can't describe. It just really like set me off, right? Activated me in in, in a really deep way. And it's something that like, really words cannot describe it. It's something that's in my heart that I know. But to me, Blue Lotus really represents that like reemergence of that like ancient knowledge. Literally, it's like coming out of the muck and up through the waters, right? To the surface where it blooms and and, and, and the story is that it gave birth to the sun. And it's it is if that ancient knowledge is really just pushing its way up through that murk and that, you know, all that deep darkness, right? To get to the top and and once again reemerge. And that symbolism is just like all over Egypt. Like you cannot look at a temple wall or a hieroglyph without it just being loaded with blue lotus, right? So like, what is that about? And that mystery is just like pulling me forward. I find it so intriguing. And just this like idea of like rebalancing and harmonizing with the heart. That's what this is the, the major impression that I get from, from that blue lotus imagery. But there's so much to uncover. And actually, I'm going to be participating in a sacred medicine class coming up. And I've, just, I've discovered a lot. So it's going to go really deep and get really deep in the woo. And I'm very excited about that. Yes. How do you use the blue lotus? 
So it is alcohol soluble. So the best way to do it is to make a tincture and you make a tincture with wine. So I have it on my website, the instructions. It's very simple. It's literally just wine and the and the flowers. And then you soak them and you make a tincture. And that's where you get like the most effects for it. But it is extremely gentle. Like the physical effects are not super heavy, right? It's not like say cannabis or any like ayahuasca or something like that. This is very gentle. It really just puts you in a relaxed, you know, meditative state with a little bit of, of euphoria, but just super mellow. And you can make a tea with it, but you're not getting really the those compounds out of it at that point, but you are. And I still feel that you're totally getting an energetic hit from, from the tea right? Just taking that into your body, really, it still has these like light body effects and these effects in, in your in your field. Yeah, so fascinating. The blue lotus is really a remarkable plant flower. I, I don't get it. Like I still, it's so fascinating to me still how it like goes down into the muck like you were explaining and then comes back out. I'm like, how is that even possible? Like actually all of nature, I feel like that about nature. Like uh, there's so many things that, that happens in nature and I'm like, this is so fascinating and how could we not, you know, know in a deeper level that all of it is truly magic from that space. And I love what you were saying too about the blue lotus giving birth to the sun. That's actually something I've never heard of before. Can you elaborate on that a little? Sure. So the, in the beginning of time, this is according to the Egyptians, it was darkness and there was water. And then the lotus emerged from that darkness and the water and gave birth to, to the sun, to Ra. Wow. Yeah, that's super cool. And I love all of the sun stuff. Father Ra, Egypt, the whole thing. I actually was very much so called to Egypt like you, I'm sure, and everybody else who was on that trip. And I, as I was, you know, going through that process, I was sort of being initiated into all of the energies of Father Ra and Hathor and Isis and all of the energies that lie, you know, sometimes dormant within the energy of Egypt. So I just thank you for bringing that full circle for me. And there's also other ways that you work with people. So how else do you, you have your Oracle Priestess that you do, your Blue Lotus Ceremony. Are there any other offerings that you give? Um, I do do a deep dive uh, three three reading series where we do an hour reading about a month apart. So there's three of them. So I would do them a month apart to for time for integration, where we'll really go deep and see what it is that's coming up for you, where you need to remove any blocks or where it is you, you know you, you need to grow or let go. Um, where we really just find out what it is that you need to go to that next level. So I do the one hour and then I do the series of three. I'm going to be doing Blue Lotus ceremony circles on a monthly basis coming up, probably starting in either, I don't know, June or August. I've got a few commitments before I can get into that. Um, but also I do plan on having classes as well, but I'm still... Uh, working on that one. But there is a class coming up where I'm participating. Marguerite Riglioso is having a sacred medicines course. So I'll be doing the Blue Lotus module for that. And that's going to start on May 23rd. And there'll be information on my Instagram and Facebook and my website about all of that. I'm really excited about that. 
Yes. I cannot wait to hear more about this. And I know of Marguerite and I've seen her. I've done a couple of her ceremonies and she's fabulous as well. Somebody else who I would like to bring on here to kind of pick her brain about all of the things. But I would love to know too, as far as like women who do the work that you do, I love seeing your website and everything that you have going on. And I feel like even for me personally, like I know so many people who would love to sort of dedicate their time to this sort of offerings and different things that maybe are their individual gifts. So do you have any maybe words of advice for people who are maybe struggling with getting themselves out there to do this work in the first place? Definitely. First of all, keep going. Keep, keep going after what makes your heart sing. Go in that direction and then really find a mentor that has been incredibly helpful and finding the classes that you need to learn what you don't know. If you don't feel comfortable speaking, find a class to learn how to do public speaking. If you don't, you know, whatever it is that you, you can learn it, right? You have to trust that you can do this and it may feel awkward at first. And I think that sometimes is the biggest hurdle is just these things that you're putting yourself out there and that feels so like awkward and, and vulnerable if you're not used to that. But if you just put one foot in front of the other, you know, do the, do the one thing, get your photo taped, your websites, just keep moving forward and really working with a mentor to helps you to really get that clarity. So however you do that, a friend that can serve as mentor or find yourself somebody that can just, you can bounce ideas off and it can give you a real, a true opinion, somebody who, who has, who knows what they're talking about, right? That can give you advice. Yes, yes, yes. How can people find you? How can they work with you? Um, so I have a website. I'm at templeoftheblueLotus.com and I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube all at templeoftheblueLotus.com. Oh, it's so perfect. But thank you so much for this information and for walking us through your journey and everything that you do. We're so grateful for the work that you do. And I know that I'm going to be linking everything below. So in the show notes of the podcast. So everybody who is interested in an Oracle reading with a beautiful Helen, definitely click the links, check her out. And she's the real deal. And I love all that she does. So thank you so much for coming on here and blessing us with this knowledge. Well, thank you, Jen. I love what you do. And I, yeah, I listen almost every week. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the She's a God podcast. Tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I would love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at This Is Jen Torres for all of the latest. And remember, she is a God, and so are you.